Smith behind one to Thurston. Dummy comes back off the left foot and Thurston is over. So here is Farrow rolling it in. Oh, it's been knocked on. This will be a try for Josh Morris. Smith fires it away. Thurston goes out. Here's Greg Inglis looking for 17 and he gets it. You are listening to the Big League Magazine State of Origin to preview. Pam Whaley, senior writer with Big League Magazine. Bowie Phillips, national sales manager, genuine hanger on. My name's Jimmy Smith. I'll be with you throughout the course of the podcast. Lots to get through on this one. We've got a lot of things coming up. We've got our talking points around Wade Graham, Dane Gagai, New South Wales attack, what they need to do, Thurston versus Maloney. Going to have some special guests as well. Adam McDougall, former Origin great. He'll join us on the line, as will Brent Tate, the Queenslander. Origin, great. We'll have our fearless predictions as well. And remember, it's all brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you have a legal issue to tackle, call one eight hundred triple five triple seven. So, Pam Bowie, g'day to you. First things first. Where's the editor, Maria? It's very upsetting, Jimmy. She has left for a month long holiday in the US at the moment. She's in New Orleans. New Orleans. She's can you imagine? So, in the middle of an Origin series. Yeah. She's gone deep undercover in New Orleans. Our fearless leader. Bourbon Street, I'd say. She's frantically hunting around to see if she can find a rugby league game so she can claim it all on expenses, <laughs> I believe. So, yeah. Go to Jacksonville. <laughs> is, that, is that where you need to get? And New York's got a couple of sides. That's right. They oh, have too, haven't they? Yeah, go up That's there. just growing. Who Bro- says it isn't, isn't expanding? International game, Bowie. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> we know it. We know it. Well, okay. We've got our sides out for State of Origin 2. Um, we're all proud New South Welsh men and women. Can we find a win for New South Wales somehow? Given their atrocious record at mm. Suncorp Stadium, history tells us it's going to be very difficult. Pam, do you see any light at the end of the tunnel? Uh, the, the thing is, is what has happened for the past 10 years is that they can win. It's whether or not they will, whether mm. they will come up with, whether they'll come up with something when, when the time comes. It's They can win, but... Yeah, I'm not too sure. I was looking at some um, stats for when we were producing the Origin Mag, and there is has only been one team that has gone that has lost in Sydney and then gone to Queensland and won, uh, and that was in 1998. Laurie Laurie Daly captain that side, mm-hmm. but then they lost the series. And we're going to talk. It's to only Mc, happened Mc, once. We're going to talk to McDougal. He was in that team actually. Yeah. So what about 1994 when they lost to the Miracle Try at the Sydney Football Stadium, and then they went on and won that series. Was the second game? Well, I don't second think the game second might have been game. in Melbourne, was it? Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. right. Um, Good history. Good history. Yeah, yeah. that thank you, Mido. It was. They have got an <laughs> atrocious <laughs> record too. I, yeah. I was doing my research this morning, Jimmy. <laughs> yep. You know how I love my research. <laughs> I do, I do. You know how <laughs> I love my research. And, uh, did I give you these stats? Is this what we were talking about? You did. You did, yeah, actually. After, 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 nice you, email, after <laughs> oh, you, you got that off David Middleton anyway. I did. Claiming it as her own. Pam, just acknowledge that. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so anyway, so after she told me that. <laughs> you know what the problem is? I went if, and did if, some research. If Bowie's not talking, he's not listening. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. What have you got, Bowie? Sorry. Go on. Go on. Give us your record. Well, they have got an atrocious record, um, uh, as you said, the, the, the last side to go up in 98. So the other stat I did find mm. after I was doing my research mm. is that the only time New South Wales has ever won mm. in Suncorp is when they're leading at half time. Oh, that was only going back to 2000. So. Okay. Okay. So your game plan then is if they're winning go out there and lead at half time, and they'll win the game. Interesting. Daly, you heard it here first. Yeah. Actually, that was my fearless prediction. I gave it away too early. Actually, you gave it away too early. I did. 
Right. Well, I haven't got Guess much. Guess what? I, haven't did, I didn't do much for you. You're going to have to come up with a, another one. Now, we've got a, uh, a person who's going to be on debut for New South Wales. His name is Tyson Frizzell. Unfortunately, he comes in at the expense of another person who is going to be on debut, and that man was Wade Graham. He was rubbed out by the NRL judiciary. Uh, Pam, fair or unfair? I think it's fair according to the law, obviously, but it... I don't think that the law is fair. I think that losing a, a, a an Origin debut, it could be his only chance to play Origin as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for a Grade One tackle. Is that's just really harsh. That's that's upsetting. We probably wouldn't uh, New South Wales supporters wouldn't be whinging if it was Jonathan Thurston who made the high tackle. But <laughs> look, I, <laughs> no, I but actually agree. Yeah, look, I agree. It's fair. The suspension was fair, but to be rubbed out of an Origin game, and, yeah. and we keep having these discussions, and I. I was reading earlier that maybe we should have a different point system for State of Origins Grand Finals, bigger games. Oh, come on. But, Mate, but, you, but Jimmy, seriously. But what does it do for the game? Like it, what we're game? losing the. We what, does it, what does it do for the National Rugby League if he gets off and says, yeah, go f- hell for leather in the game before the Origin, but you'll be right for Origin, buddy? Well, uh, but a grade it, two or three would be a different story. It's just a grade one. I agree, yeah. But. For, but th- that's the beauty of the system. I- I'm a great yeah. admirer of the system. Yeah. And if he didn't hit him high, and if he didn't have carryover points, and if he didn't have a prior similar offence, he wouldn't have missed the plane. How- that's the point. Where was he? He actually offense? made the plane. Oh, sorry. He, he wouldn't have had to get the plane back. <laughs> but- How did that go? Do you reckon? Did he unpack all his gear at Coffs Harbour and then go? Yeah. I better pack it back again. Does I might not come back. But does he still keep the gear? I, oh, I want to know that. Yeah. Like, boy. do they take it off him? The training gear. The training, Surely that's, not. Because obviously that's the best part about making all you want. All you want is a training Absolutely. gear. Whenever you made a side, whether it be club, or yeah. rep, all you want is a training gear. Am I right, Jimmy? Totally. I think Brian Fletcher, good friend of the program, Brian, uh, Brian, he played his first two years of grade for the tracksuit. <laughs> well, mate, that's pretty much it. Junior leagues, that was the best part about it. Totally. So let's <laughs> assume he gets to keep all the training gear for yes. the state of origin. Yes. Um, a very hollow yeah. feeling for him, I admit, Pam, mm-hmm. but I, I can't see how they were left with any other alternative. No, I agree, and I, I'm happy that you know that they stuck to the letter of the law. But that that's just my feeling. It's unfortunate. It, it, it's, it's just unfortunate. unfortunate. I don't that agree is, with it. I don't agree with it. I think we should sucks. have a different points system. I think you should miss out on uh, on on the next game for the Sharks, but uh, but still be able to play Origin. I'm sure Greg Bird will have a strong thought on that. Too. No, I'm well, there's, the entire there's been a Origin there's been a series. Yeah, there's been a heap. Mm-hmm. Now, what is it with Queensland and an injury scare going into camp before a state of origin? <laughs> like. If anyone here can tell me that Dane Gagai won't run out there and play for Queensland, you could knock me over with a feather. Well, yeah, apparently yeah. apparently he's got a what is it? A quad strain. A quad strain. A quad strain. Pam- I, got a, I got a quad strain getting out of bed this morning. <laughs> what is a quad strain? Uh, I think you have a strain in your quad. <laughs> well done. To be, uh... Well done. That's immediately what Just ran through my mind. Yeah. 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 Um now Kyle yeah. Felt's on standby, but I meant seriously. Apparently, Dane Gagai will play. It is not as bad as Cooper Cronk. We all thought he was foxing last time. Yes. After, in the sheds afterwards, he had a really bruised ankle that was very swollen. So he was not foxing. Um, By the yeah. way, how good was that vision that came up pre-game where yeah. he was doing his stretching and there was the, all the blue stuff It looked, looked like makeup to me, Jimmy. Mm. <laughs> I, reckon he, I reckon he did an hour of makeup before that just to... <laughs> You know, just to, so he wasn't getting... There's a little bit about him like that, Cooper Cronk, isn't there? Yeah, if, if someone yeah, said to you... He moisturises a lot. You go, yep. What's I wrong with you... that? No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with it. But there's a certain type of male right. that moisturises yeah. a lot. 
<laughs> sure. You know? <laughs> to me, probably he's, the he's got, ones with very nice skin. He's got perfect paws. He's got perfect paws. Spot on. Yeah. Yes, perfect paws. So, anyway, all right. So, Dane Gagger, we think he's going to play. But is New South Wales going to play? That's the big question. Pam, do they have to play differently to the way they played in the first game, or do they have to play better than the way they played in the first game? I think they have to play differently. I think they have all of the attacking weapons you could want in this team and they just need to be used. I think the ball needs to get out to some of these guys like Michael Jennings a little bit more, give the ball to Matt Moyland. There's plenty of guys in that forward pack that can throw a good offload and, and generate some of that second phase play, especially, you know, Andrew Fafita, things like that. They've got to they've got to change it up a little bit, I think, if they're gonna win. Andrew Fafita played twenty four minutes in the first game. When yeah. he was on New South Wales were a different side. Yeah. yeah. So they've got to get him on for more football. Yeah. Second phase play comes from Clemmer as well. Mm-hmm. They've got to get him more of the football. Yeah. And I know he's your man, Mascot Junior, yeah, fellow yeah. Mascot Junior like you. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Walker can't play nine minutes in Origin 2. I agree with you. And we did talk quite a, quite extensively about this in the first podcast. And, mm. um, and I did get me back up a little bit, you know, because I thought the sort of all the criticism was unwanted, but unwarranted. But... Um, I guess I was assumed, Jimmy, and you were probably right when we did the post show, where I probably assumed Daly had more of a plan with him than just coming in, you know, in the event of an injury. I mm. think if if, if that, New South Wales needed to do no, that's what no. I mean. Like, and, and we spoke about, you know, do we inject him at, you know, a dummy half for ten minutes yeah. before half time? Yeah. There's got to be there's got to be more yeah. of a plan there. So I think Daly has to look at that. I look, I. New South Wales weren't that far off. Let's not forget, it was two points. Yes. Uh, I think they just got beat just by that little bit more experience. Yep. But they weren't far off. So I think just a, a few little tweaks. I think the halves will be a, a little bit more polished. Um, so, look, I, I don't think they need to change too much. Obviously, they just have to... Suncorp's going to be a, a massive, massive difference. And we'll, hopefully we'll speak to the guys uh, a little bit later and find out what the difference is that you need to step to that next level uh, as opposed to playing at Sydney yeah. to go up there um, and Suncorp. Change for Queensland as well, Pam. Mm-hmm. Nate Miles out. Jacob Lilliman comes in. Josh Maguire will start. Is that significant for Queensland? I think it's great that Josh Maguire is getting the chance to start. He is... An unreal prop. He should he should definitely have that chance. And I think Jacob Lilliman's been there, what is it, 11 times before. Mm. So mm. he just knows what he's doing. He just carts the ball up, makes his metres, goes about his work, and and that's all they're going to ask from him anyway. I was I think. surprised. I didn't yeah. realise he played that many games, Lilliman. Lilliman, yeah. 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 And I reckon he would have been 18th man another five times too Yeah, uh, where, he, where he doesn't quite get the game. You just look at the Queensland side and you just think, so settled, so threatening. Mm. Um, it's perhaps, hard not as, perhaps not as threatening as years gone by. Yeah, uh, and when, when a guy like Brent Tate was playing there, who we're going to speak to a little bit yeah, later. Yeah. But you know, I get the feeling that New South Wales can contain this side to less points than we perhaps anticipate. The big issue is can New South Wales score more points yeah. than yeah. they let in? I think the thing is as well is that Queensland know what they're good at because they've done it for the past decade. Yeah. They know where their strengths are. They know they can get the job done. Mm. New South Wales don't yet know what their strength is and how how to win. How to win? We saw that. We saw that at the games, end. Of, we saw know? that at the end of the first game. You know, yeah. like uh, yeah. so. Do, do you reckon New South Wales struggling for an identity? Maybe yeah, Queensland's got a really strong identity from an origin. Have side. been for what's, a long time. What's New yeah. South Wales? Yeah, it's, oh, uh, I think that's a good point. That's you hard. They've got to create yeah. one first of all. That's right. Yeah. Well, create the one that you're most most comfortable with, not recreate what Queensland are doing. Mm. I think. Anyway, it's the Big League Magazine State of Origin Two Preview, brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Give them a call one eight hundred triple five triple seven.
Here with Pam and Bowie, Jimmy Smith with you for the Big League Magazine State of Origin 2 preview. Just looking at the lineups, I know we've sort of gone through them previously, but uh, I've got to say from a New South Wales point of view, James Tedesco. Where's James Tedesco? James Tedesco is a great player, probably one of the best players in the competition. He would have been in the side if he wasn't injured for State of Origin 1. Where is James <laughs> Tedesco, Pam? James Tedesco is enjoying a bye weekend. Oh. Uh, <laughs> don't know what Where he's doing. Where would Queensland want James Tedesco? <laughs> they would enjoying not. a bye weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they would not want him in this lineup. I, so we should, um, have we got have we are we getting rid of Moylan already? No, playing one game. Put him on the bench. Get rid of your man. <laughs> and I know that's harsh. And I don't oh, mean okay, that. because yeah, he can obviously you know play second row. And uh, the thing know. is, the thing is, yeah. is eventually <laughs> one day Matt Moylan will be five eight. It, that is very clear that that's going to happen for him one day. Mm. It just depends on when he makes that trendi- transition to five eight for Penrith. And then I think he will be the Blues 5-8. Ta-da, there's, there's Tedesco's spot. That's the way that they're going to be able to fit them both in into the team. It's one of those situations, though. This is, this, is, this is the problem that I have, lady and gentleman. Greg Inglis is a great fullback. Billy Slater's a great fullback. They find a spot for Greg Inglis. Yes, he happens to be an outstanding left centre as well. Matt Moylan, and, like, you can name three guys for, well... I'll put it this way. Blake Ferguson, Michael Jennings, Josh Morris and Josh Mansour is not as dangerous as James Tedesco or Matt Moylan. Well, I had Matt Moylan in the side. I had Matt Moylan on the wing in my original... Uh, for who? For New South Wales. <laughs> no. No, for which player? Which player Would you dump Blake Yeah, Ferguson, Mansour, for Mansour, Mansour. For Mansour. For Mansour. Right. Okay. Uh, and then, look, Tedesco at the back. Yeah, anyway. So, and I guess that's, that's the difference with Queensland. Look, you know... Dane Gagai plays fullback for his club side, plays mostly centre as well, and they put him on the wing. But is that, is that New South Wales? Don't that, start is, talking to me about embarrassment of riches <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. New South, is that, is that where we're going? You know, you, Tedesco's in there, New South Wales are a whole new team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? Don't you reckon? How many tackle breaks does he make? How many try assists does he make? How many tries does he score? Yeah. What's the last thing a loafing Queensland forwards wants running at him in the 65th minute of a State of Origin game. James Tarman. <laughs> Not James Tarman. The other JT. There's a lot of JTs running around there's, in this comp, but the, the other one, James Tedesco, is okay. the, the one that should be there. Other than that, we've got Tyson Frizzell. I've got to say, he's not... Uh, I know Greg Bird's going to that left spot. Um, to be honest, he probably had to come in. I know there's a lot of other names being thrown up. Pam, like Ryan Hoffman's name was thrown up. Um, Trent, what's happened to Trent Merritt? I've just forgotten about Trent Yeah, Merritt. I know. There's a, few, um, there's a few of those players. Oh, and Pam's everyone, making a face. You're not a fan? Not at origin level, no. I don't really think he's actually shown anything at origin level. And I guess that depends on what you want from your player. You know, what, yep. you, ha, ha, what you want from your team. Yeah. You know, he's played limit, limited minutes, I guess. He's always kind of come off the bench as well and then kind of only been used for the last 20 Well, he's been off the bench for club minutes, room, hasn't and, he, for a while. Yeah, too, so. just no. Nah. I watched him in that Panthers game uh, – not the one. Well, the one against Manly where he threw that magnificent pass. Our man Matty Moreland dropped it, but anyway, they still won the game. <laughs> but the game before that against Melbourne, when they were getting smacked, he still had four offloads. And I thought to myself, "Oh, New South Wales could have done with an offload like that at some stage." Hmm. Come State of Origin one. Anyway, so but is that? But, yeah, one. but again, is this more? Look, again, we'll go back. I'd, New South Wales weren't that bad in in game one. The disappointment was they got beat by two points, but. I think just with a little more polish, a little bit more time together, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see. Uh, like for instance, Maloney hit Cordner. We score a try down left hand side. Right. They try that again. 
the ball, there's a fumble, you know, just a, just a little bit unpolished, you know. If we can get those, if we just get those combinations right, I think we'll be better, better in game two for it. I think the only real weakness is going to be Suncorp Stadium. Well, you mentioned Suncorp Stadium. It's almost like an entity in itself, isn't it? It's like it's true. there's Queensland, New South Wales, and then there's Suncorp Stadium. We are talking about the record, how bad it is there. But just what is it about that stadium? And it's not the stadium either. It's the, the land there. Yeah, yeah. It used to be a cemetery, by the way. But Lang really? Park was the same, you know? A few New South, New South Wales. Well, it used to be a cemetery, or there cemetery. still is underneath there. Is it still underneath? I thought it used to be a, a I don't cemetery. know. Yeah, yeah. That is odd. Lang, Lang Park was built mm. on a cemetery. Really? Yeah. Did they get rid yeah. of the bodies? That's really or creepy. That's what I mean. Or? Is there still... Some, do they still wander the aisles at night? Do they? There's some careers of. I was going to say careers. Of, New South Wales wingers' careers have died. That's for sure. <laughs> Leave them alone. Leave them alone. But you've got to think to yourself. You know, when you look at that game last year, the decider, and and, and all New South Wales could say after the game was, "We didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. We didn't see it coming." But they get beaten 52 points to six. I know it's not all about the New South Wales side, and it's not all about the Queensland side, but a lot of it's about the stadium itself. Uh, that's why I can't wait to talk to. The, Talk to the guys, Tate and uh, and his name's Brent. Brent, well, you're Mr. Tate, Mr. Tate, and and Mr. McDougal. Uh, later on, you know, just just what is the difference? You know, what head frame do you have to go in when mm. you're running out at ANZ or SFS mm. as opposed to running on at Suncorp as a New South Wales player? I can't wait to. I think that. the thing is as well that even during the week, there's people getting around during, the whole year. There's people getting around in their Queensland jerseys, and they're so proud to. Mm. To be a Queenslander and to you know Weirdos. wear all their gear and you know if you if you're wearing a New South Wales jersey you get booed you get like it's a tough time yeah, but yeah. you see people in New South Wales wearing Queensland jerseys and no one says anything it's to a them. culture it's a it's, it's a, culture. a culture haven't got yeah. much else going on though have they Queenslanders so yeah. can ask that to Mr Tate as well <laughs> what about the narrative of this <laughs> lead up to this game what are you expecting Pam twenty four hours out from kickoff forty eight hours out from kickoff, where do you think the narrative is going to go and, and from both teams? What, what do you see there? I think for New South Wales, it'll be we have to do this for Gal. I know it's been said a, a few times before, but um, yeah, I think that's it. This is kind of, this is his last shot, I think, for a series, another series win. So, yeah, last series for him. Yeah. yeah, so maybe that and potentially if, you know, if, you know, whatever happens, his farewell back in Sydney. Um, and for Queensland, I think it's just continuing this, you know, all of the, they have a couple of young players that have come in here. So, you know, continuing the, the era that they've built. Mr. Phillips? Yeah, for, I think for me, the question is how are New South Wales going to beat Queensland? I mean, that's the ultimate mm. narrative that we're looking at here. But look, while I don't buy into it too much, I mean, we've talked about old Queensland legs, you know, how far is the sort of you know, dynasty going to go? I just I thought I saw a little bit of a hint in game one oh, of the changing of the guard, you know. So oh, seen something. See, I saw, <laughs> I saw, I just had a little bit of a hint of that changing of the guard. So I think now, you know, it's it's been talked about for so long. Aging Queensland team. I think New South Wales narrative now is okay. We've got to prove it now. We talk about, you know, we talk about identities. I think if they're going to create an identity, it has to be in this second game at Suncorp Stadium. This has to be the turning point because if they don't, the waiting list for Queensland rugby league players is just as impressive as the current one that they've got. Mm. So mm. if New South Wales don't do it now and create this identity, create this culture about winning, I think we could see 
uh, could be you know having the same conversation for a long, long time. Come on, slag off. Who are you, you going to have a go at here? Who's got the aging? Who's running on old legs? In I the look. I said side? I don't. I, I don't buy into that. I, I think experience beats skill. You know, seven days a week and probably twice on Sunday, especially at Suncorp. Especially at Suncorp. Mm. Um, but I just felt that I just the, the the new blood in New South Wales. I think I, I was really really happy with the halves. I was really happy with Reynolds. And Maloney, how they how they played together because they just look confident. The only thing they didn't have is the experienced state of Oregon. So I think that well, Maloney come. did well four games. Well, four, yeah, yeah. And three this, games because three games. Yeah, yeah, three games yeah. in the first game. And I just, I just there was just a little bit of air about it. So I think there is a lot of potential there for New South Wales, but they've got to prove it now. You know, if I was Queensland, um, and, and it probably won't come from New South Wales, but I think there might be a little bit of heat turned up on Laurie Daly. Uh, this is yeah. this is an opportunity. Unfortunately, for him. so yeah. And, and this is the thing: everyone loves Laurie. Yeah. Like he's the nicest bloke in the world. You speak to people at the New South Wales Rugby League, and they'll say people will ring up and they'll say, "Oh, can we get uh, anyone out to that?" And Laurie will say, "I'll do it. I'll go yeah. out." Yeah. You know, this is a guy who has got you know, obviously big demands on his time, but still is able to do that. It, you wouldn't meet a nicer guy. The incredible thing is, you wouldn't find a more attacking footballer. Like every time he got the ball, he wanted to attack. Yeah. Yeah, none of this two up for whatever. I'll tell you what, he attacked in defence too. He, he did. But he's not. his side is not playing in his way. It's not It's not being moulded to the personality of this coach. Yeah. So I, I think that's really interesting. And I think if they were to lose, and depending on how they lose New South Wales, if they did lose, I reckon that after that game there'll be enormous pressure on Laurie Daly. There'll be knives the New out. South Wales yeah. Rugby League to make a change. He's got a contract there for 2017. But as we know in rugby yeah. league, that doesn't. I don't. I, I don't agree with that. Look, I'm sure the knives will be out, and I'm sure, and, and they always, always go straight to the coach. And I've never been a big believer in. You know, it's easier to sack the coach than all. It's the easier to sack the coach well, than all the players. Roger, you can sack all the players. They just didn't. Well, the thing is that they sack the coach and get all the same players back next year. Potentially, potentially, yeah. Um, Thurston v Maloney, is that the key matchup? Is that the way you see it? Bowie. Yeah, look, this uh, this look, this game's going to be one in the halves. Queensland, you've got Cronk and Thurston there. Now, the biggest matchup of the game is going to be Maloney v Thurston. Now, we talk about experience for Maloney now. This is four games for Maloney now. Mm. He's up against Thurston now. Thurston, now, I did some more research today. <laughs> what? Even more? Even more research than the the research I mentioned earlier. More than the research that David Middleton provided you with that you mentioned earlier. Correct. Thanks, Mido. Thurston, most points, most goals, 81% conversion rate. At Suncorp or uh, overall? Overall. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Very. Um, Most consecutive appearances, he will equal Lockyer, I think, for the most games this series, which has been talked about. Most consecutive State of origins. It's incredible. Thirty-three games. Yeah, the durability. Thirty-four is games, insane. really. Thirty. He's played thirty-four games. At the end of this series, Lockyer had thirty-six. 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 Because Cameron so Smith went past him. If he plays in game three. Yeah. So but but the, the beauty of Jonathan Thurston is debuts two thousand and six. He hasn't missed a game since. No, exactly. Like yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Two thousand five was it? Yeah. So the game. So the matchups, I guess. Look, they're going to be one and the halves. How we uh, how do you overcome Cronk and Thurston? I don't know. I guess, oh, I guess if I thought any... you were going to give us an answer. Oh, no, I was ready for. Oh, it. I was going to. <laughs> look at me! I'm throwing questions <laughs> out. I'm going to throw, throw the pen. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that we saw that James Maloney played with a lot of confidence mm. in in game one. They threw a whole lot at him. Yeah. Uh, 
thinking that he was going to be the weakling in defence and he just shaped up. He did a, he obviously laid on that first try, the only try for New South Wales. So um, I think he's playing with so much confidence at the moment. He not really a lot phases him. He's going well at club land. I think, I think he, if he wants to, he can have a fantastic game here. And But the thing is as well is that when you look at the, yeah, the experience difference between Jonathan Thurston and James Maloney, uh, yeah, four games for James apart. Maloney. You, well, you can't. You yeah, can't, so you can't yeah, even yeah, compare. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So, I don't know. Like he has, he has a very good chance to be able to shape up here, and hopefully, he takes it. Matt Gillett will be coming at him like a steam train all mm-hmm. night. They are gonna, they're gonna I test him even more. They're gonna game. test him even more in defence yeah, totally. in his second game than they did in the first. Mm. Yeah. Big League Magazine State of Origin 2 preview brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Give them a call if you've got a legal issue to tackle that number. 1-800-555-777. Big League Magazine State of Origin 2 preview brought to you by Slater and Gordon. 1-800-555-777. Going to have a couple of special guests. We're starting with the New South Wales State of Origin great Adam Mad Dog McDougal joins us on the line. G'day, Adam. G'day, Jimmy. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well. Here with Pam Whaley and Bowie Phillips. Mate, can I ask you... This time of year, I mean, you've been retired for a few years now, but this time of year, is this the one time where you wish you could still pull on the boots and run out there when State of Origin's on? Yeah, I certainly do. Obviously, looking back at the uh, great Origin highlights and when you see some of the games that you're involved in, uh, certainly gets the hairs on the back of your neck, not on the top of my head these days, standing up. So uh, certainly be great sort of going around once again. But to be fair, I probably wouldn't want to be... Uh, Wearing a blues jersey in some ways, I probably want to be wearing one of them maroon ones. Oh, oh, come on. uh, we're not winning too many guys. So, you know, Can you believe this, <laughs> Adam? Um, mate, we were just talking earlier uh, about uh, New South Wales losing the first game, then going up to Suncorp, um, and the record of doing that is not great. I think you actually played in uh, the last squad to do it. In 98. The only squad. The only squad. Sorry, the only squad. Now, mate, first of all, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Suncorp itself later, but what head frame do you have to get in? Is there a different head frame you have to get in and playing your home game at, say, the SFS or ANZ to then going up to Suncorp? What's the difference? Yeah, I think you've got to embrace the hate, really. It's as simple as that. You can't be threatened by the environment. You've actually got to go out there and want to hear silence in the crowd and... uh, yeah, we were pretty lucky that we got to drive down Caxton Street back in the good old days and actually embrace the atmosphere in a very hostile manner before we even got to the ground. They were all sitting at the bus and throwing 4X cans at it. Uh, you know, certainly a few brown eyes here and there. So it was certainly, uh, <laughs> certainly, uh, certainly some mental scarring before we even got to the ground. <laughs> but, um, you know, look, it's a fantastic stadium and it's a fantastic place to play at. And I think... Uh, you know, you've just got to really buy into that and get excited about it. I think you can't see it as a threat to your uh, performance. You should see it as, as a challenge. And, you know, I, I'm surprised you haven't won more games up there because it is a great place to play. Do you think, hi, Dukes, it's Pam. I was just um, wondering, if, playing up there and, and getting a win in that hostile environment, do you think that that makes you a better player, you know, in the future? Mm. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, um, you know, that's what Origin's all about. Well, playing for your country is the greatest recognition of your ability i think as far as a yardstick goes there's no greater you know measurement than origin football you're out in the field with the greatest players in the game and there's nowhere to hide and if you've got a deficiency they're going to obviously find that so you know i always got excited about origin because it really gave me an indication where i stood in the game and where i stood in my uh 
you know, my position and compared to the other guys out there. So I think going up there and performing in Queensland, you know, we have to remember last year they didn't aim up very well in that last game. So there's some scaring and scarring, I should say, and some, you know, some stuff they're going to have to get over mentally even before they get there, I think. So it's going to be tough. Adam, when you were playing Origin, it was the greatest rivalry in Australian sport. In many ways, it still is, but it was so even, the contest literally throughout the course of the year. Subsequent to that, there's been 10 victories in 11 series. Um, from Queensland. Is it too easy to say Queensland have better players and that's why they're winning, or is that a bit of a cop-out? Yeah, I think it's a cop-out. I think, you know, Queensland need to be applauded for a lot of things. Obviously, their culture that they've built over the years, and, you know, to be fair, they built that culture when they weren't as successful, and, uh, you know, good old Brian Fletcher, probably I always say to people, can be blamed for somewhat of this <laughs> they've gone through, because... When we were dominant and we, we did swag Queensland that memorable night in, in Sydney by 50-odd points, um, the post-try celebration is something the Queensland squad have used for years to, to motivate themselves for the lack of respect we showed them. So, you know, they built that culture early on and, and they're, they're picking stuff with their players and they've really, you know, shown a lot of trust. And, uh, you know, I remember playing Origin, you know, coming in for your first Origin game, you just hoped you got another chance. And uh, the Queenslanders don't worry about that. They know that once they're in that squad, they're going to be given an opportunity. Just cast your mind back to, to you know, Lottie Takiri's first performance. It was an absolute nightmare. Justin Hodges threw, I think, the ball away a couple of times and we yeah. scored tries. So, you know, if that was a New South Wales guy, he would never have got another chance. So you have to applaud their system. And, you know, Laurie Daly's trying really hard to change the culture and he's done a good job. But, uh, you know, they've, they've certainly um, come across some good players. Though. You can't argue with that either. You know, they've given these players time to mature and I think they're reaping the benefits of that over the last, you know, 10 years. So... Yeah. Yeah. So, Diggs, what do you think about game one? Uh, how, were New South Wales too far behind? I mean, did you think they performed well? And, and what, do you, what do they need to do so we can all just shake off this in sort of impending doom of going up to, to Suncorp at the moment? What do they need to do to, uh, to beat them up there? Yeah, look, I, I thought, you know, the scoreboard in some ways was a little bit flattering to New South Wales without being negative because they had 70% of possession and we only managed to score four points. So... That was concerning, I must admit. But, um, you know, defensively, they were very good against such a great team. So, you know, they're, they're just really... I think they are going to really miss someone like Wade Graham. I think he could have been the sort of player that, you know, could really lit up that left-hand edge. New South Wales really need to chance their arm and they need to play a bit more footy. I think, uh, you know, they need to be unpredictable against the Queensland side. You, you know, when you're a, an underdog, you've really got to throw, you know, some caution to the wind and, and try a few different things and... I think New South Wales have got to do something out of the box. I, I think, uh, you know, you're never going to beat Queensland at their own game and trying to play structured football and, and you know, be really um, patient. I think you really just have to be really aggressive and, and try to sort of throw them off their game somewhat. So um, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a tough ask, but, you know, Origin football brings out the best in everyone and there's some great players in that New South Wales squad and, you know, they're, they're every chance of going up there and winning. You can't ride any team off in Origin. So they've just got to believe in themselves. Dukes, who do you think could be the, the player for New South Wales that could be the difference to kind of chance their arm and, and get the win here? Yeah, look, I think um, you always look at your halves in origin. You know, primarily the game's won and lost in the forwards. You know, that's where 80% of the ball is kept tied around the ruck and who gets the momentum off the back of their forward pack. And, you know, Robbie Farr is obviously going to be instrumental of getting New South Wales on the front foot like Cameron Smith has done so well for so long and, then, you know, obviously Thurston comes in, doesn't he? And Lockyer after that in years gone by. And, you know, they've done it for so long now, Queensland. And that's where I think Adam Reynolds, you know, he's got one game under his belt. He could really be the difference for New South Wales. I think uh, 
confidence he'll take out of game one. It was a strong showing, and I think uh, he can really you know, add that little bit of X factor with his short kicking game, and hopefully see him run the football a little bit more this time as well, and you know grow from his first performance. I think he's the guy that needs to stand up for New South Wales, along with James Maloney. Adam, should they talk to their quads perhaps a little more? <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 they should be talking to something. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they, they just, they, they honestly, you know, the game's won and lost between your ears, as we all know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> really between what's between your head. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a real mental battle. As I said, it's, it's hard to ignore the media. I, I never used to. You know, Warren Ryan, the great football coach, said to me once, he said, if you want to. Um, Set the pats on the back from the media. When you read the good stuff, you've got to accept the kicks in the bar. So, um, yeah, as a player, I try not to read the newspapers too much. Um, I pull people to buy big league, but... Um, so, <laughs> nice. Don't read your own publicity, you know, and that's the same in New South Wales. It's hard to run away from the fact that there's all these historical, you know, things which Pam, you know, pointed out about statistics and, you know, everyone's going to have an opinion about the Queensland winning. So for New South Wales, about, you know, just creating your own environment, a cocoon, and, and really just trying to feed off each other's self-belief. Great little plug for Big League magazine there. Uh, we do appreciate <laughs> it, Dukes. But also we've got you as an advertiser in here. The Man Challenge, 10-week online course coming up. Uh, you better tell people how they can sign up. Yeah, look, it's, it's something that's really passionate to me. Mark Hughes was my former teammate. We stood shoulder to shoulder on the footy field, and he's been diagnosed with brain cancer. And... Um, you know, I just wanted to raise some money and some awareness for his charity, and I was um, hoping to raise $100,000 for him. And, um, you know, I have to thank a lot of the, the ex and current NRL players for getting behind it and being part of the Man Challenge. You get to train on your mobile phone or any mobile device with guys like, you know, Matthew Johns, um, Bo Ryan, Denny Badiris, uh, Mark Hughes, Paul Harrigan, Benny Elias, Lottie Takiri. It just goes on and on, guys. So... It's essentially just a you know a fitness program that you get to do um, in the comfort of your lounge room. You don't have to go to the gym, and you get given your meal plan and all the recipes to cook and lose a few kilos and uh, raise some money for a really good charity, which is the Mark Hughes Foundation. So um, fingers crossed, we can um, give him that money, and um, even if we don't, mate, I'll, I'll give him the money myself. So um, it's exciting, and I'm really happy to, to to do something for Mark Hughes. So just go to the Man Manshake or go to um, themanchallenge.com.au and um, sign up. Today. Uh, very good, awesome, Adam. Uh, we better before we let you go. We better get a prediction out of you. Can can we get a New South Wales win up at Suncorp next Wednesday? Yeah, well, look, I'm not going to be a Glenn Lazarus and be a turncoat. So um, <laughs> gonna, uh, uh, I know that he abandoned Clive Palmer. That was understandable, but New South Wales. <laughs> but um, I think I'll, I'll I'll go New South Wales. I think it's going to um, be a bit more of an open game up there. I think the conditions, you know, will be a bit faster and whatnot. And I think. Uh, you know, New South Wales, you know, 16 to 14, here we go. So, fingers crossed. It will be tight, though. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, well, Dukes, great to spend some time with you. We do appreciate it. Good luck with themanchallenge.com.au and go the Blues, hey? Yeah, go the Blues. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Dukes. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at au. All right, we have been in the New South Wales Origin Camp with Adam Mad Dog McDougall. Time to go into the Queensland camp and remember... Gas masks at the ready, uh, everyone. Uh, we're speaking to a 23-game legend 
from State of Origin, uh, Brent Tate, recently retired too. I, I spoke to Adam Dug- uh, McDougall about this. I might ask Brent the same question, mate. I reckon about this time of year you're desperate to play again. Is that right? Oh, no, no, I'm not too desperate, mate, I must admit. No, 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 not, not, not desperate at all. I, I uh, must admit I'm a, I'm a, I love being a fan now, mate. It's, it's uh, much better being on the sidelines. Hey, Brent, um, mate, you've, 23 matches is quite a, a fantastic sort of origin uh, career. Um, take you back 2002, you debuted uh, Game 3, is that correct? Um, yep, yep. Mate, what was it like for us mere mortals who haven't played mm. State of Origin, uh, such as myself and Jimmy Smith? Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what was it like <laughs> I either, to run on the... <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm You were unlucky to miss selection last really year. Mate, talk, yeah. talk us through it. What's it like to play State of Origin that first time? Mate, I, I must admit, uh, when I first got picked, it happened pretty quickly for me. I'd only played, I think, 13 or so games uh of NRL, and then I got picked to play Origin. So wow. it was it was a it was a pretty quick ride. Mate, I, I remember being really excited, but mate, I, I had a I, what I call it. It's like an almost an out of body experience. I reckon when I first ran on when I played Origin, I come on in the second half. Um, I got the, the interchange card to go out, and mate, there was I don't know eighty odd thousand people at the time uh, in the crowd. And as I ran out, I had this mate where everything just completely went quiet. Uh, and I remember looking, as I was running out, everything just went completely quiet still. I remember looking at my boots, my shorts, socks, jersey. I remember looking up the road at, uh, looking up the road, sorry, looking up the up the field and seeing the Blues and the Queensland jerseys, and I remember saying to myself, holy dooly, <laughs> I'm playing State of Origin. Like, it almost, it hit, honestly, it's like, a, I, I can only explain it as an out-of-body experience, mate, but it was, like, it went, felt like a minute, must have been only a few seconds, but, mate, that's where it really hit me as I was running on. I was like, holy, holy hell, like, this is this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. So, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I wanted to ask you, Brent, who was the toughest player that you kind of came up against during during your origin career, or was there a moment where you thought, oh, I'm not going to get out of this? Uh, to, to be honest with you, the, the, the whole thing's just so tough. There's not anyone in particular. It's just the whole... Uh, that the whole game, I mean, like even when you get in the camp, it's a wonderful 10 days and it's awesome, but you've always got, um, you know, that the, the thought of the game lingering in the back of your mind. It's always sitting there knowing that, you know, come Wednesday night, you're going to have to put yourself into some pretty uncomfortable positions sort of physically and mentally. And, um, yeah, you know, th- those games, I remember playing those games just begging for a drop ball or begging for a penalty just so you could get a rest. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's how quick the games are and, Oh, it, honestly, there's no footy like it. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's a great story about your first uh, experience with State of Origin football. Can you tell me in the 23rd game or the 22nd, it, what was the feeling then? Do you get more comfortable with it? Nah, mate, to be honest with you, I think my last series, I was probably the most nervous out of all of them. I, I remember actually playing my last two Origin games when I played in them. I, I, I burned a lot of nervous energy up during the week, um, which I was always okay with. I was always really in control of that sort of stuff, but um, my, my last couple of Origin games, I remember being really um, just really uptight about play. I don't know whether it was because it was my last one or, mm. you know, I think the pressure of losing a series, being the first team to lose obviously you know, in a while, but um, I, I guess the, the point in all that is, look, it doesn't matter how many Origin games you play, you're never immune to the nerves and the expectation and the pressure that comes along with it, so... Yeah, um, look, I remember being probably more more nervous as I got older than, than what I was on my very first debut. I was just more excited than anything. You play with a great team and with a lot of great players. Is there anyone 
even from external point of view, that was able to handle that pressure better than the next person? Um, mate, Mal was a obviously Mal was a huge um, influence on how of the, of the change of Queensland made out. I know he gets spoken about a lot, and it's, it's no surprises. But he really was. I remember we had a meeting, um, you know, at the end of 2005, before the, you know, that, that 2006 year come along, and Mel just changed the mindset of everyone and how we thought about how we played the game, how we viewed ourselves, and how we, uh, you know, approached the games. And um, mate, I, I think he taught all of us um, how to handle Origin, and obviously he had so much experience himself. Uh, you know, he was able to pass that on to us all, and. Mate, mate, I think out of anyone, he was he was able to handle the pressure better than anyone. What about the players' side, uh, Brent? I mean, was there any was there any occasion when you're on the field, you know, and you know the tips may have been down, or, or you know you're going through sort of a tough period? Was there any player that you you know you, you could always turn turn to and look to for for that confidence and someone say, you know, okay, we're going to get through this kind of thing? Mate, one, one moment that sticks out above all else is um, in 2006 in that third game when we when we're looking at that third straight series or fourth straight series defeat. Um, it was we were you know I think if you guys can remember back you know they were, they allowed a couple of tries that were really you know controversial. Every decision was going against us and yeah we were down and out. And I remember they I think they scored a try that was you know really I think there was a knock on and they the refs allowed it to go. And I remember we were standing behind the line and. Um, you know, me being me was blaming everyone, swearing. Okay, I remember Lockie. Yeah, you know, every, everyone was there, and I remember Lockie just getting in, saying, "Boys, there's still time. We can still win this. Just stick to the plan." And I remember looking at Lockie. Yeah, mate, we're no chance of winning it. Like, not, not, I wasn't saying it, but I was thinking, mate, you're kidding. Like, but you know, he just believed, and and you know, said, "Boys, if we just, we've, there's still time. We can do this." And then we went on and, and won that game. I get goosebumps even thinking about that yeah, moment because. Yeah. It's just like that. That was pretty, you know. So in in the face of adversity, when all the chips are down, you know, Lockie still believed, and then and mate, we went on and won that game that night, and that kicked that kicked off the whole nine series win. Yeah. So that that was huge in our history. Yeah, Brent, I just wanted to ask you if the speech that Mel gave you in two thousand and five. Can you give us that in very specific detail? We'll write it down. We'll pass. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. We're gonna need <laughs> that. Give it daily. Just see if it makes yeah, a it difference. Was, it, was, it was pretty quick. I think he just said, have a go, boys. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Well, what did you think of game one this year, Brent? Um, what, would you, what would you do differently from a Queensland point of view? What would you maintain? Uh, oh, look, I don't think we've got to change too much. I, mean, I think traditionally the first games are always tough and tight. Like mm. I think if you look back over the last few years, no, the first games are always sort of a bit of a dare affair, you know. It's not until the second and third game that they start to open up. And um, I think both teams will probably want to play a bit more footy. You know, I think New South Wales have to if they want to win. And I think yeah. Queensland um, need, you know, when we did play footy, we looked really dangerous. So um, I, I think, you know, the, the conditions, if it's not wet, will probably help being in Brisbane as well. So, um, yeah, I think, mate, I think it'll be a lot more open. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game, but I think it'll be a lot more open of footy played. That's what people say, I guess, about playing in Brisbane as well. Is that there's usually a lot mm. more footy played? Is it just is it just the conditions up there, or what? What is it about? Yeah, it? no, it is. I think it's the conditions. Uh, you know, it's not as wet and slippery in Brisbane. I don't know why that happens, but yeah, it just seems to you know that you know that makes a huge difference when it's when the you know the ball's not a cake of soap. Um, so you know that allows you to throw the ball around a little bit more, and I think too the atmosphere is a little different too. Obviously. Um, 
you know, it's it's funny. I'm here with Matt Cooper, and he, he talks about he'd probably rather play at or, you know State of Origin in Queensland than down in New South Wales because mm. he just said you know the atmosphere is unbelievable. And I think that just brings the best out in everyone. Mm. Um, yeah, but look, I think it'll be a bit more open the second one. All right. Well, we've got a prediction from Adam McDougall. Would you believe that he's gone for New South Wales? <laughs> Uh, Brent, 16 no points to way. four. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just shocking, I don't, I don't it? think he wanted to. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, what about your good self, mate? What Can you give us a scoreline? Mate, I'm going to go 24-12, I reckon, to the, to, the, to the good guys, I'm thinking. All right. Queensland, 24, New South Wales, 12. Uh, to be honest, yep. I'm not really shocked at that either. Uh, Brent, <laughs> um, this is the guy too. By the way, if, you, if we're going back to, you know, Darren Lockyer scores the try that changes history with the... Uh, the, the start of the 2006. Brent Tate scored a try in that game and was named man of the match. So if anyone's to blame for this streak of winners yes. um, from, a, from a New South Wales and Queensland point of view, it's Brent Tate. Great to chat to you, mate. I've really enjoyed that, uh, giving us an insight into your experiences at that elite level. Uh, we appreciate it, mate. Good luck on Wednesday, but not too much, all right? Yeah, good on you guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brent. There is Brent Tate. You're listening to the Big League Magazine State of Origin 2 preview brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you've got a legal issue to tackle, call 1-800-555-777. It is just about come to an end, the Big League Magazine State of Origin 2 preview. Right now we've got our fearless predictions. Just to run through, you're on top of the table, aren't you, Pam? I am, you yes. Are. You're on one. Not but to brag or anything, but... You're on a, you're, I've got a four and against of minus one, though. If you want half, half a point, that's half a point. because Bowie did the tally and he doesn't believe that my prediction I was wasn't real. fearless enough. So, while you do get the point, um, yeah, okay. So, um, you off. said that the penalty goal would be the difference in that game, I did. Uh, and it certainly was. Uh, mine was that Matty Moylan have a try assist, not successful, uh, nearly did, got it battered down too there in yep. that first game. Uh, you said that Dylan Walker would score a try. Yep, and he would have done if he, if he in the tenth minute of the game of his game, I think. If he just didn't play the ball on Cameron Smith's hand. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and Maria, who's over in New Orleans at the mm-hmm. moment, uh, she said that Josh Mansour would run for two hundred meters, and he didn't quite do that. All right, game two. Uh, we better get a fearless prediction from you, Bowie Phillips. As I said earlier, my fearless prediction was going to be if New South Wales are winning at half time, they will go on to win the game. I, I really want to... But the thing is... Seven in the four and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you said that fearless. mine wasn't fearless and enough, it that you have stats to back that up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, I did my research. but that's, that's not fearless. That's not fearless. That's history just following itself. Anyway. All right, yeah, I, all right here we go. If you, why don't you say New South Wales will be leading at halftime and then we'll go on to win the game. All right. So you got, I'll tell you what, he's fearless. You want oh. fearless? <laughs> New South Wales will win the game. Yeah. <laughs> James Tarmo will get me in the match. <laughs> Is that it? No, no, no. Okay. no I'm not. Um, look. But we have something against James Tarmel. We'll, yeah, we'll right. get to the bottom of it one no, day. No, no, no nothing. To, By the way, we're going to expect a big game from James. Actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all <laughs> right. Why don't we come back to you? Oh, let, yeah, let me have I'll, I'll give you my prediction. Okay. Greg Inglis will be the first try scorer. I reckon he's been quiet first Oh, game. yeah. That's massive fairness right there. First try scorer. Greg Inglis, yeah, yeah. He's got the most tries in uh, State of Origin. But he's to be the first try scorer, mate. That's significant. All right, not, go with that. But your four and against is going to be terrible. Anyway, Greg Inglis to be the first try scorer. I thought he was quiet in game one for a lot of reasons, mainly because it was that type of game. thought he was quiet for South Sydney the following week. I reckon the great player will explode up there at a dry track at Suncorp. Yeah, I think you'll love it. I don't doubt that. Pam, competition leader? My prediction is that, so looking at these stats, Corey Parker has played 17 origin games. This will be his 18th. Mm -hmm. He's never scored a point. 
I can't so believe that. My prediction is that he will score his first Origin points, whether that be try. Because he's never killed. He's, he's a third kicker in the list, so yeah, he's a, it's yeah. going gonna to be a try. He's the third stringer. Of course, Jonathan Thurston this year is kicking at 88%. Well. And Cameron Smith kicks him from the sideline on his back. So <laughs> no wonder he's the third string kicker, yeah. uh, Corey Parker. True. But that's amazing that he's never scored a try. Isn't that I, amazing? I, if, yeah. I, Bit money against that. Glad I didn't. Mm. Have you come up with one yet? Well, I tell, I tell you what, I'm going to take Maria's actually. Oh, okay. Uh, first of all, yeah. she, she's her Phil's prediction was uh, Clem is going to score the winning try of the game. Right. Okay. Um, so you're just going to steal that? Fearless. No, no. That I've, did I'll, you ask her that? Or uh, no, I haven't. But okay, that's right. that's going to be her. So that's the unapproved. That's the unapproved yeah, sure. version. I'll yeah. just double check that with her anyway at a later date. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, all right, fearless prediction: uh, New South Wales by 18 points. New South Wales by <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is fearless. You can't get any more fearless than that. Well, Bordering on stupidity. From a New South Wales point of view, let's I hope it's uh, correct as well. Thanks to Adam McDougall. Thanks to Brent Tate. Oh, great. Thanks right. to you, Pam. Thanks, Bowie. Uh, no, thanks to you, Maria. Uh, of course, she's over there in New Orleans. But uh, Jimmy Smith here saying. Goodbye. We will be back with the review show after State of Origin 2. This is the Big League Magazine State of Origin 2 preview brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you've got a legal issue to tackle, call 1-800-555-777 and have a great Origin weekend. Smith behind one to Thurston. Dummy comes back off the left foot and Thurston is over. So here is Farrow rolling it in. Oh, it's been knocked on. This will be a try. Smith fires it away. Thurston goes out. Here's Greg Inglis looking.